Coming up on podcast 1611, a $1 billion investment for electric buses in the US. Stick around and I'll tell you more. Also on the show today, the Chinese EV maker Geely investing in Aston Martin. And we could see some collaboration there. A charging map of US highways and the BMW i5 looking almost ready. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you're listening in the world, it's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Sunday, 2nd of October. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. And of course, we'll give our Patreon thanks at the end of the show, as we always like to on Sunday. And welcome to a new Patreon executive producer, Andrea, or Andrea, I suppose, I don't know. Uh, it could be a man or lady. Uh, Andrea Bonesh, or Andrea Bonesh. Thank you very much to, uh, for joining up and helping us fund the podcast and getting this show on the air every single day. You can do the same. Check out Patreon, patreon.com slash evnewsdaily. Now we'll start with news about Tesla planning to push its global production of its top-selling Model Y and Model 3 vehicles higher in the fourth quarter and build on the growth that is happening in uh, the third quarter. We'll get those numbers uh, for Monday's podcast by by the way, coming out later today. Newer factories in Austin and Berlin are ramping already, but internal plans have been seen by Reuters. Now, you never quite know how many people are leaking bits of information to news outlets like this, but Reuters say they have seen an internal plan for production ramping. And if it all goes according to plan, and in fairness, Tesla have a pretty good history of coming through on production numbers, not always promised things arriving so yeah i don't want to give him a pass on things like cybertruck new roadster but about like there are no signs of those but in terms of making the vehicles they make well the threes and the y's and doing that in some huge numbers they've always delivered on that so if they do that would put them on the scale of bmw in terms of how many vehicles they make per year the ambitious goal came despite supply chain risks slowing economies around the world rising competition and falling backlogs in tesla's order book writes reuters.com ambitious targets have been set to make 495,000 vehicles in q4 this year Wow, half a million vehicles in the last quarter of the year. And that kind of makes sense, because I've told you earlier this year that they're on target for Giga Shanghai to be a million vehicles a year. Well, divide that by four for the last quarter. That's a quarter of a million. And this new target says half a million globally. So you've got to do half out of China and the other quarter million from the rest of the world. Fremont, Berlin, Austin. So can they do that? Well, Reuters confirming the global output target with two people with inside knowledge. That would put global sales for the year at 1.4 million and the forecast production of 1.6 million threes and Ys. We don't really talk about S's and X's because the numbers are almost a rounding error these days. Uh, but 1.6 million threes and Ys in the first three quarters of next year. That would be a 2 million year next year. Wow. These are vehicles, and I point this out semi-regularly. Sorry if you've heard my shtick before. These are vehicles that you have to be very well off to get into. Now, people talk about the Tesla stretch and people will do all sorts with their finances. They won't take holidays. They'll save up. They'll borrow more. They'll borrow against their house. They'll do whatever it takes. They'll do at least over five or six years because they just want the darned vehicle. Totally understand that. Uh, but if you look at how you get inside a Model 3, the basic car the bog standard model 3 rear wheel drive um standard range call it that if you will uh, it's 48000 
£490. £49,000 almost. Still a great car. That's an EV that will do you 300 miles on the WLTP test cycle and do 0-60 in less than 6 seconds. But still... Like, it, in my head, it's five minutes ago that you could get in a Tesla for less than 40k, and now £50,000 is pretty much the entry price to get inside. That's the basic. That's like your basic Model 3, bo- bottom of the range. <laughs> uh, doesn't quite work that way, I know. Vehicle. Now, of course, prices around the world change, and it is very expensive to get a Tesla here because of import taxes, etc., uh, etc. Et but yeah, that's almost fifty grand to get in a Model Y, rear wheel drive uh, Model Three, rear wheel drive Model Y over here, fifty-two thousand pounds. Holy bazookas! You're looking at you know maybe eight hundred pounds a month on your basic basic payment if you can do that over five years, about four or five years, and maybe put down a decent chunk of change. You're still paying almost a thousand pounds a month, and a lot of people do pay for their cars monthly, so. These are expensive cars, and Tesla continues to smash it. Well done. The Tesla confirming Gigafactory Berlin is now ramping up. 2,000 cars a week is the big number to talk about for the very first time, according to the website electrek.co. Production started earlier this year, and in June, Tesla said they had a production rate of over 1,000 Model Ys a week coming out of Giga Berlin. Now they need to do even better before Christmas because the the end-of-the-year target is 5,000 vehicles per week. But still... Those 2,000 vehicles per week, that's still 2,000 vehicles per week not being made in China, stuck on ships, sailing halfway around the world uh, to get to the European market. So making those products closer to where they're eventually sold. Not saying that building an EV is by any way a green thing to do. It's still resource intensive, but it's better than sticking them on ships and shipping them around the world. If you can make them, where are you going to sell them now? Let's talk about the Chinese car maker Geely, taking a almost 10% stake in Aston Martin, uh, building up their holding in the luxury car maker. Uh, they obviously have brands... Well, long-term listeners know. Uh, the likes of Volvo, Polestar, Lotus, uh, the London Black Cab Company, uh, buying into Aston Martin and hoping to collaborate with them on technologies. They've long been seen in the market as a potential acquirer, completely of Aston Martin. Um, Geely's chief exec, Daniel Lee, says, We look forward to exploring potential opportunities to engage and collaborate with Aston Martins. There's no seat on the board or anything, but they are building up their stake, and that could mean that they get a voice in terms of developing things together. According to the FT.com, they write, Aston will also this year decide on its partner for their first electric vehicle in 2025. The company's been talking to Mercedes-Benz. Wouldn't be surprised if Geely have a a bit of a foot in the door there now. Let's talk about BMW's i5 M60, looking close to being revealed. Uh, Expected to go on sale early next year, revealed sometime before the end of this year. Underpinnings shared with the petrol-burning 5 Series, a bit like the i4. And the uh, similarity to the 4 Series Grand Coupe, not a bespoke EV platform, but the BMW i5. A top-of-the-range version would be the M60 model, and the camouflage on this isn't the kind of camouflage that you see when they're testing the car. They've thrown a cloth over it because it looks like the car's done, and they're doing a sort of photo shoot or marketing day. That says to me, I've seen enough spy shots over the years, that the car's done. What's under the skin, though? Well, probably the same powertrain as the iX. 
six. So dual motor setup, 600 horsepower. Uh, looking forward to finding out more details about that. Found a really interesting article on CNN's website, cnn.com. Uh, data analysed by CNN shows that metro areas are way far ahead than states with smaller populations in central and western US, like Montana, Wyoming and the Dakotas. You will not be surprised to hear. But still, they've mapped it. They've done a nice little graphic on this. And you can see the sort of a heat map, an intensity of where charges are. New York became the second state after California to restrict sales of fossil cars by 2035, two days ago. Uh, the US will have half a million EV charges by 2030 to keep up with demand, but the placement of them is going to be crucial. Putting them on US highways will enable people to drive long distances, and that's exactly what the federal money will do to ensure that every 50 miles there's high-powered charges. Mississippi and Louisiana have the fewest fast-charging stations relative to the driving age population. States like Colorado have more charges, but few of them are near highways. And according to CNN.com, they write, while many stations only have a single fast-charging point, others have two dozen or more. Relative to the driving age population, Kentucky has the fewest fast-charging ports, with fewer than three ports per 100,000 residents. Several Gulf states lag the rest of the nation. California leads the way followed by Oklahoma and Vermont. Now, North Dakota only has 400 registered EVs, and so why would they be building out massive charging stations? Their plan is to go for um, four charge ports a station, uh, so that could even be just two charging units with two sockets on each, if that makes sense, until they see EV adoption growing. But maybe you don't build those fast chargers for the residents of North Dakota, maybe it's because people are driving through the state and they need to charge. So, yes, you can look at how few people have registered an EV there, but maybe people need them for road trips. Well, costs to build out charging varies region by region. The District of Columbia says they'll spend $1.2 million to put in each fast charger. North Dakota says they'll spend $900,000 to install each fast charger. Well, to me... That's I think you want to be in the fast charger business, selling the hardware or uh, or, or installing them because there's certainly a, a a few quid in the bank, a few dollars I should say, um, floating around in the bank to spend. Now on the way soon, we'll talk about a billion dollars being spent on electric buses and uh, the owner of Ferrari saying that we could be heading towards creating the next new Tesla. Stick around; those stories are on the way. Now, Kia wants to offer half a uh, megawatt hour of fast charging, 500 kilowatt hours of fast charging for every buyer of a new Nero EV. They're collaborating with Electrify America for buyers of the all-new 2023 Kia Nero EV, 500 kilowatt hours of complimentary EV charging into that 64 kilowatt hour battery. That's about 2,000 miles odd of free travel. Always very nice. Um, I do know that my friend Kyle Connor from the Outer Spec Empire on YouTube has very strong feelings about this because he's noticed more and more people are turning up to Electrify America because they've bought cars with free charging. And although they could charge at home, they'll I'll just go and do some shopping. I'll leave it on the fast charger. Hey, it's free after all. And that's kind of not the point. If you can charge at home, maybe even overnight, cheaply, you shouldn't be blocking, all right, air quotes, blocking because those people are doing nothing wrong they got their free charging with their car and they're using it but still if you're on a road trip or you're heading through an area and you can't plug in because everyone who got free charging with their car is just making the most of of their perks then that's not really why those stations were built 
But anyway, the EPA are next in the news, spending a billion dollars on electric buses. On Teslarati, writer William Johnson says the EPA's clean bus program is spending a billion dollars next year to help schools buy electric school buses. The EPA is one of many agencies working on upgrading public vehicle fleets. The clean bus program is explicitly targeted at taking stinky fossil school buses off the road and replacing them with clean green electric buses and they had 2,000 applicants requesting a total of four billion dollars for 12,000 12,000 electric school buses nationwide amazing that money really being tapped into wait and see how many of those applicants uh, get their grants you know granted Next, Ferrari's owner uh, says that the shake-up in the energy industry will create a new Tesla. Uh, Mr. Elkan, he said in an interview a couple of days ago, there's much excitement in the energy transition and not just for automotive, uh, but we will have a trillion-dollar company coming from the energy transition. Now, the company that invests in Stellantis and Ferrari, um, I think they're called Exor. Or at least that's the cap. That's the branch of them that do investing in startups and early stage companies. They've put a billion euros in over the last five years into this area. The biggest stakes they hold are Ferrari and Stellantis and the Agnellis. That's the uh, the company, the the family behind it. The Agnellis um, safeguarding the future, for instance, of the historic uh, Turin plant that Mia Fiori, uh, where the little electric Fiat Five Hundred is made now what about when you buy a car from auction do you know if it's in good nick or not well you know a sponsor of this podcast is recurrent auto that is battery reports and a new battery report feature is being added by the auction house adesa or a-d-e-s-a haven't heard of them before maybe bigger in the u.s possibly but um recurrents uh, the battery and range analytics company, sponsor of this podcast, uh, will now be providing that data uh, to auction buyers who want to have a look at what kind of vehicle that electric vehicle is in the inspection process. The VIN number for the vehicle um, is shared through recurrent software to give it a score. Now, question of the week, taking a break, but it will return. And let's say thank you to everyone on Patreon, as we like to on Sunday, because I'm grateful to you. So the least I can do is give you a shout out for executive producers and above. And our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley has his brilliant EV Review Island YouTube channel, Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. I might be uh, giving Richard a call sooner rather than later. Just realised we've had our MG, the mighty, mighty MG ZS. We've had it for a year and uh, we've absolutely loved it. But it's time for a change, not because we don't like the MG, but just because there's a lot of EVs out there now. And my job is to talk about EVs. So I feel like after owning one for 12 months, let's drive something else. And uh, I'll be sad to see it go. I love that little MG because a seven-year warranty on it as well is nice. That's a worry-free car to have in the driveway. But um, I don't think I'm going to lose a huge amount of money when we come to sell that. Anyway, maybe I'll talk about that on a future podcast. Um, Thank you very much to Octopus Electric Universe. Global public charging made simple. One app and one map to use there. And millbrookcottages.co.uk. Five-star luxury cottages in Devon where you can take your EV and charge while you're there. Thanks to our partners, David and Lisa Allen. Yuka Kukunen from shift2electric.com. I do Rajiv Narayan. Always enjoy swapping emails with him. Michael Lumley. 
battery reports for your EVs at recurrentauto.com and Darren McCleskey from DeNovo Real Estate. And a quick mention for all of our exec producers and above. I appreciate it, you guys, every single one of you. Adrian Bond, Alan Shedd, Alex Banahini, Alexander Frank, Anders Hove, Andrea Jefferson, Andrew Luomo, Andy Nancaro and Lillian Cass, Asir Khalid and Bjarne Fuchsdag, Bill Calhoun, Blaine McKinney, Blunderbuss Jones, Brian O'Leary, Brian Thompson, Bruce Bohannon, Chad Lane, Charles Hall, Christopher Barth and Colin Hennessy at Cam's EV, Craig Rogers, David Dysart, David Finch, David Partington, David Prescott, DCEV, uh, Ed Cortine, Eddie Ragassa, Eric Hansen, Eriu Kiyuni Nyombi, Frederick Rovic, Gene Rubin, George Totorolo, Heinrich Leisner and Ian Waddy Watkins, Ian Griffiths, Ian Sear, Jack Oakley, Jacob Kuhn, James Penfold, James Store, Jan from eMobilityNorway.com, Jim Morris, John Schroeder, John Vandervoort, John, who is Beardy McBeardface from Ken TV's wearer of the best waistcoats known to man, John Manchak, Juan Gonzalez, Kester Sandback, Kevin Merson, Lawrence D, Alan Lee Brown, Luke Cully, Marcel Ward, Nathan Gore Brown, Nathan King, Nathaniel Friedman, Neely Roberts from Sussex EVs, Ohan Aston, Paul Stevenson, Pete Glass, Pete Gordon, Peter and D Roberts, Peter Ryan, Phil Mouche, Philip Forrester, Philip Troutman, Raymond Raleigh, Realtor's Choice Photography, Rob from the RS Thinks, Evie Channel on YouTube, Robert Grace, Sakey Payne, Stephen Penn, Steve John, The Plug Seekers, Evie YouTube Channel, Thomas J. Tias, Timothy Phillips, and Tyler Voss. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.